You are listening to the Fly the W670 podcast. It's episode three of season three. Will the Cubs have free agents for CubsCon? Hmm. Don't forget to listen, download, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast, and don't forget to leave those five-star reviews in this segment. Crowley talking to Odyssey Insider and MLB columnist from the USA Today, Bob Nightingale, to discuss what the Cubs are looking to get done before pitchers and catchers report. Joining me now on the Fly the W podcast, you read his work in USA Today. He's an Odyssey insider, Bob Nightingale. Bob, how's it going? Yeah, doing great. Happy New Year, Crowley. You know, as I always like to read your notebook and Nightingale's notebook in USA Today, and there was just a lot of stuff about the you know the off season, and and it's been a weird one for the Cubs and probably in baseball in general. I've never seen anything like, I guess, what I felt like I've seen this offseason where you have one team spending so much money and it just seems like everyone else is not. I mean, can you remember, like, such disparity before? No. I mean, talking about the Dodgers have spent uh, almost $1.1 billion, which is more than 29 other teams combined. Uh, mind-boggling what, what they have done. Uh, you know, they're going to start printing World Series tickets next week or, or what. But I, uh, they, got, they got a juggernaut going there. Yeah, I mean, you're talking about 1.043 billion is the number billion with a B. Let me just reemphasize that is the number that you got down there, and and I'm looking at this and, and especially all the deferrals. I mean, it literally you you have to be an economics major to even understand how this is all going to work. Yeah, I mean, with the Otani thing, it was almost a stroke of genius because uh, you know the contract, seven hundred million dollar contract, is really worth about four sixty according to the league. 430 according to the union and uh you know he's gonna make up that money by himself i mean uh you know right now the uh luxury tax is like 46 million dollars a year he's gonna bring in about 46 million dollars a year in licensing ticket sales revenue everything else yeah and so i look here the nl west because of the dodgers is about 1.322 billion the NL East has spent $236.65 million. And then we get to the NL Central, $232.65 million. And if you would have ever told me the Reds would have spent the most, I would have called you crazy. But, but there is the Cubs, after spending $40 million on a manager, making him the highest paid manager in the game, they have spent $0 this offseason, Bob. I mean, zero. Yeah, no trades yet. Uh, they're just kind of sitting back. You know, like you said, Carl, there's a lot of guys still out there. I mean, right now, it looks like Cody Bellinger's going to fall on their lap. Uh, they can almost pick their price. Uh, there's so many guys out there. You know, I'm not saying they're in for a Josh Hader, but, you know, uh, Josh Hader's out there. Uh, Blake Snell's out there. There's so many, you know, good players out there. Uh, you know, Reese Hoskins at first base. You know, go on and on. So I think these teams, by being patient, is going to pay off. At some point, the players start to panic a little bit. Say, wait a minute, now I need to find a place uh, for my family where my kids can go to school uh, this year. You know, where am I going to spend spring training? So you start, you'll we'll start to see some movement here. Yeah, that's what you said. You 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 wrote that that they are going to be baseball's most aggressive team these next five weeks and. You know, obviously, I mean, when you take a look at Cody Bellinger, it looked like, you know, he was going to be one of the very hot free agents that everybody wanted. And now all of a sudden, like you said, by Cubs kind of just sitting back, they're in the cat seat. It doesn't, I don't know of another team right now that could really use a Cody Bellinger for the price he's looking for. 
No, everybody's waiting for that price to drop. But even when it drops, uh, there's not that many teams really interested in him. You know, Blue Jays have some mild interest if it drops. I know the Yankees were talking about before, but they're only talking about like $100 million. Uh, the Giants' interest has really waned as well. So you talk to people in baseball, he's going to drop on their lap at, you know, close to the price they want. You know, originally, about, you know, 280 250 It's going to be well under $200 million now. It's just people don't really trust Cody Bellinger. They saw what he did last year in Chicago. They also saw what he did the last three years in L.A. So a lot of people just aren't sold on him. Yeah, and I know that with some of the hard hit rate stuff, I think people, it, you know, unless you're the Dodgers, I guess you just don't worry about, you know, those big giant contracts. But, you know, when you're going to hand a guy $200 million, I mean, that's a heck of a lot of money. And like you said, one big year last year, can he do it again? Do you think that if there is a contract that he would be maybe looking for an opt-out? Oh, I'm sure he'll ask for an opt-out because I'm, I'm sure he thought he was going to get, you know, big-time money this uh, uh, winter, and it's not happening. So, uh, you know, there's so, so many opt-outs this year. So I'm sure Boris will insist on one as early as possible. You know, I would think maybe after two years, after three years. But, yeah, I would, I would think Dillinger will have an opt-out because I'm sure he's disappointed in uh, how little interest there's been. And it, it is surprising. Now, the other name you mentioned is third baseman Matt Chapman. You know, doesn't look like the Blue Jays are that interested. And if you put him at third, you're looking at one heck of a left infield. I mean, just in general, having Nico, two gold glovers with Nico, and then uh, Dansby, and then putting in uh, Chapman in third. But but like Cody, you know, the, there's concerns about his offensive production, especially if he wants a five, six-year deal. What, what, what do you think he's going to be as far as the deal for Chapman? What do you think that that's going to end up looking like? I would think probably low 100s now. I mean, he's such a great defender. Uh, a lot of people thought that he was even, even during uh, Arenado's prime, that he was better than Arenado defensively. Uh, steady guy, great guy in the clubhouse. So people like him a lot. Uh, and I could see him, you know, bouncing back offensively as well. I mean, he's still a solid guy. But he went lights out in April, was never the same guy after that. Uh, but, no, I think a lot of teams have their eyes on him. Just because, you know, a guy like that is going to help out your pitching so much just because that great defense he plays. Yeah, and then, then I guess for the Cub fans, the problem is is you just don't have any guys that have real pop on that team. It's, it's you know, who's going who's gonna to put the crooked number up on the board? And when you look around at first, at, at left, at right – and then if you got Chapman in third, I mean, these are all your power positions and you got nobody that's going to really kind of, you know, put a lot of power. And that's, that's, I guess, the concern. One option potentially is Reese Hoskins. And I know that uh, he worked with John Maley back in the day. John Maley's back on the coaching staff. With Reese Hoskins, I mean, I guess they're, they're for the Cub fans, everybody's kind of waiting for PCA to really kind of uh, take center field. But, you know, if you did get Reese and then you could put Cody at center – you know, that'll give, you know, PCA a little bit of time. And if he's looking good at Iowa, then you call him up and then maybe you put Cody at first and have Reese Hoskins as a DH, you know? Yeah, I'm sure Reese Hoskins does not want a DH because this can be, a, you know, probably a one-year contract. And then he wants to hit the free agent market and prove, you know, that he's a, uh, uh, a solid everyday first baseman. So what's interesting is that, you know, the guys you're talking about are all represented by Scott Boris. <laughs> yep. So it, it could be like a package deal. And the one thing, you know, when you're talking about some guys like, you know, Chapman Hoskins, 
he certainly does not want to take the Cubs market away from Bellinger. So it's kind of a, a funny thing there. You know, it's almost like, yeah, I, I want that Cubs market to stay open. If someone else offers something, you know, more than the Cubs or similar, you know, maybe that way you can move Chapman there and Hoskins. But right now it's, it's a uh, kind of juggling act. And like, okay, who do you guys want the most? Right. And, and, you know, also isn't, isn't, um, isn't he also representing uh, Jordan Montgomery? Yeah, Jordan so, Montgomery and Snell. I'd be stunned if uh, Montgomery doesn't end up back in Texas. He loves it there. Talking to Yankee people, uh, he's even expressed them like, hey, thanks, but I prefer to go back to Texas. So hmm. I, I think he ends up there. I really do. Well, if the Cubs don't get him, I, I've heard, you know, there were some reports recently about Marcus Stroman. And, you know, Cub fans did not in any way, shape, or form expect him to opt out of the contract, um, and he did. And now, you know, he's one guy that I just have not heard being talked about with a lot of teams. Now it seems like there's a little bit of traction with the Yankees. But did, do you think that Stroman may have underestimated the market for himself? Possibly. Uh, you know, walked away from one year at 21. That being said, he, he'll, he'll do better than that. I would think you get at least a two-year deal, if not a three-year deal. Uh, remember now when he said that that he, how much you like the Giants, that was a runner-up. So got to think the Giants are, are in play there. Uh, I'm not sure about the Yankees. We'll see. Uh, you know, the Cubs have no real interest in bringing them back. So, yeah, I've been very quiet on him. And sometimes that's just the agency. It's like his agents are Bertie Van Wagen and just want to play it that way, as quiet as possible where some agents want to let you know what's going on at all times. Now, you know, uh, the the move I said that the Cubs did make is Craig Council. And, you know, th I think Cub fans are truly excited to see what Council could do. How shocked were you when that move went down? Yeah, just I didn't see them firing David Ross. I, I didn't see it coming at all. So, yeah, stunning move. I mean, it made, it made sense the more you think about it because he wanted a uh, a different opportunity. Obviously, you want to make more money, and now he gets to live at home. I mean, he's only what two-hour drive from the ballpark, hour and a half drive. So it's a you know best of both worlds for him. And uh, you know, I think the Brewers were stunned, and certainly ownership is almost like you can go anywhere else, but why you know why Chicago? That's our rivalry. Uh, you'd be like a you know a Cub guy going to the Cardinals. Hey, any team but the Cardinals. You know that sort <laughs> of thing. It's gonna be fascinating when they. Uh, and I think I'll be there when the Cubs go to the Brewers for the first time because there's still a lot of a lot of hard feelings uh, with those fans. Yeah, I mean it's it they I think they would have been fine with him going to the Mets, but like you said, it, it there is a rivalry that I ninety four rivalry and between Cub fans and and, and Brewers fans, and it, it, it I think it's going to be very interesting to see that very first series. So you're going to pick a good one to go to. Now, I know that I see you a lot of times out in spring training. How excited are you for that spring breakout 2024? And do you plan on catching any games while you're out there? Yeah, no, it's only be on a, uh, you know, just about uh, out there every game, uh, game and day. And, uh, you know, probably right now, just like I was at the pottery camp a lot last spring, I imagine I'm going to be out in Glendale about half the time with the Dodgers. There's so much star power out there. You know, they with Otani, Yamamoto, you know, uh, Hernandez now, you know, already having Betts and Freeman and, you know, everybody else. So that's going to be the hot ticket. Uh, I'd be interested to see how much their attendance boosts out there in Glendale. Oh, man. It, it, it's, it's, 
it's fun to watch, but I, to me personally, like I said, it, it, to see the prospects kind of have their own game. I think that that's a great job by baseball to kind of come up with that marketing strategy so that people get to see these young kids before they, you know, as they're working their way through the minors. Oh, those games. Yeah. I'm sorry. I thought you meant drug or spring training. Yeah. That'd be fun. That's a good idea. Uh, people love prospects. I mean, nobody talked about prospects 10 years ago and now people fall in love with them sometimes too much where GMs, you know, want to keep the prospects. It's like, Hey, prove yourself. You know, how many prospects we hear, hear about that never really pan out. So this would be like, you know, the Arizona fall league, you know, coming to spring training for a couple of days. Right. And, and I think, you know, when you, when, you know, when I was growing up, I mean, unless you went to a minor league town, of course you didn't hear about it. You know, you didn't have too much opportunity, but now with, you know, with different Twitter and social media and everything like that. And now the game's being streamed on MLB network and stuff like that. You get to see these players and there, there's a little bit of excitement. So I think it'll be a lot of fun. Well, Bob, I, I hope you are a hundred percent right. I hope the Cubs are active these next five weeks, as you know, Cubs convention is coming up on Friday and it's, it's going to be very awkward if you don't have any shiny new toys other than Craig council, but, but you are saying to Cub fans, take a breath. There's, there's, there's more, maybe some reinforcements on the way. Yeah. But look how long it takes for some of these guys and Bryce Harper, I was in uh, Clearwater when he signed, that was like, you know, 10 days in the spring training. Manny Machado was right in the spring training. Uh, you know, when the, uh, uh, Chris Bryant signed in the spring training of the Kyle Rockies. But a lot of these guys now, you know, go go deep. And uh, you're not too deep in the spring training, but deep into February. So, I mean, the bottom line is, you know, as long as you have the guy by opening day, you know, all you know, all matters now is to sell, sell tickets. So some places, no, not, not Wrigley Field, obviously, but some people want to get deals done just so they can sell season tickets. And, uh, you know, the teams that wait, it's like, wait a minute now, we want to sell these guys and show people, hey, invest your money right now. Uh, so I think that's the only thing with, with clubs. They prefer sooner or later, just to market a guy. That'll be good. Bob, can you tell our listeners where they can follow you on social media and where they can read your work? Sure, just on uh, usatoday.com. Uh, if you don't buy the paper on the streets. And uh, or else I'll uh, put them on my Twitter account at uh, B Nightingale. Bob, I always appreciate your insight. I'm I, like I said, I'm 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 excited for Cubs convention, and a- after this week, we're going to have weather wise. I'm looking forward to seeing you in Mesa. Yeah, look forward to uh, seeing you right outside the uh, entrance right there and uh, along the path, and it should be a uh, fun time. Look forward to uh, seeing you out here. Take care, Bob. See you, going.